0: Chapter 8 Christmas Angels. We spent an uneventful evening in Gubbio, on the floor of the church hall, and pushed ever deeper into the Apennine Mountains. Bitter cold, wind, and snow became our steady companions, along with increasingly more challenging climbs. I wore all my layers. A few days earlier, Alberto and I had shipped some of our camping supplies home, but kept Alberto's two person tent just in case of an emergency. With our lighter backpacks and stronger bodies, we climbed with greater ease. We pressed on past Escagia and towards Cantiano, always seeming to find the Via Flaminia, the ancient pilgrim's road. I sometimes wondered if we were walking it or it was walking us, secretly conspiring to bring us to where we needed to be, not where we wanted to go. In Cantiano, we awaited the priest's arrival at the church. As had become our custom, we left our backpacks near the entrance with our signs facing out so that people could read our message. Excited giggles now rang out throughout the church as a group of adolescent children approached, asking if we were the ones walking to Jerusalem. We answered that we were. How many kilometers a day do you walk? What do you eat? Where do you sleep? Don't you get tired? You must be so strong. Their squeals of delight grew with every answer that we gave and reverberated off the stone walls. A girl of about ten, with shoulder-length hair and saucer-like brown eyes, inched closer to us. I was drawn to her eyes. Are you Christians? she whispered, gazing at me intensely then at Alberto. My mind raced but could not find a response that would not disappoint the expectant eyes staring back at me. I looked at Alberto and saw his face reflect that same struggle. After what seemed an eternal silence, Alberto smiled affectionately at the girl and said, Yes, we are. I knew it, she enthused. The priest finally arrived and gently shooed away the gleeful mob. We followed our friendly host to our lodgings for the evening. As we settled into the sparse room, I asked Alberto why he told the girl we were Christians. She was looking at me so trustingly and with so much faith, he replied, that I couldn't say no. How do I tell her that peace, that love, transcends all religions? That in some way I feel Christian, yes, but I also feel Buddhist, Muslim, Jewish, because we all share the same intentions for peace and all believe in a higher intelligence. I saw it in your face too. You didn't want to disappoint her. I just didn't know what to say, I exhaled in frustration. We rolled out our sleeping bags on top of the cots and turned the heater on full force on this especially cold night. I crawled into my sleeping bag with all my clothes on, including my hat, scarf, and double socks. Alberto did the same in the cot beside me. Are we lying if we say we're Christian? He mused. What does it mean to be Christian anyway? If it's to admire Jesus as a teacher and to connect with his message, then I can't say I'm lying. Yeah, but you don't follow his teachings exclusively. I clarified, you've also read other spiritual texts and agree with some of their beliefs too. Technically, we can say we're Christians because we're baptized, but it's not the whole truth. I'm trying so hard not to be labeled, and now even children are labeling me. But we're not introducing ourselves as Christians or Catholics, Alberto replied. I know, but I feel they're assuming that we are. replied it's if we're going to keep asking the church for help then we need to find a way to clarify all of this introducing ourselves as non-christians is no closer to the truth either Alberto said that little girl was trying to see that we weren't different from her and she did it in the only way that she knew how how would it have helped her if I said that I am a free spiritual thinker I didn't answer inhaling deeply Alberto said, I don't have a formula, Moni. I am trying to do the best that I can in every moment, to listen to my heart, because that's where I believe wisdom resides. The streets glowed with colorful Christmas lights. Carols rang out from around every corner, the familiar music now put to Italian lyrics. It was all so beautiful, and made me miss my family and friends even more. I had always found a way to get home for Christmas, no matter where I lived, but this year I wouldn't. I imagined my mom baking up a storm weeks in advance, and my dad preparing all my favorite Lebanese dishes. I imagined my sisters and my brother gathered at home, having drinks and opening gifts at midnight, a leftover tradition from our childhood when we couldn't wait for Christmas morning. I saw that Alberto too was melancholy, his father undoubtedly on his mind. We didn't speak much during this time, but occasionally reassured each other that we were doing the right thing and continuing to walk. As if sensing our loneliness and our need, the universe kept bringing people into our path to lift our spirits and to remind us that we were not alone. Goodwill accompanied us wherever we went. People invited us into cafes for a warm drink or to offer words of encouragement. Some even gave us wine and panettone, an Italian Christmas cake as gifts. Drivers honked their horns in support. People excitedly waved or gave us the thumbs up. Something clicked and made those magical days of walking unforgettable. We pressed on past Aqualagna and Urbino and were making good time to spend Christmas Eve in the village of San Salvatore. But for some reason that day, our map did not match the road signs and we ended up lost in the mountains for several hours before finally finding the main road again. My feet and my shins ached terribly, so we decided to stop in the nearest town we could, Coriano. We were surprised to find the priest's office filled with people. Everyone greeted us politely, but curiosity was etched all over their faces. The crowd slowly thinned, leaving only a middle-aged couple who smiled warmly at us. We returned their smiles and greeted them, but the exchange ended there. The priest re-emerged and asked how he could help us. We stated our needs. He apologized that he could only offer us a cold room in the church hall, but that we were welcome to use it. We gratefully accepted the smiling couple stood and eagerly began speaking with the priest. It was rapid-fire Italian, and I had a difficult time understanding them, but it clearly pertained to us because they kept looking over at us. The f- priest finally said, Benne, Bene before leading them into his office and closing the door. When they came out again, the young couple asked us to follow them. Please, we would like you to stay in our home this Christmas Eve the woman said. I quickly controlled the tears that threatened to spill over and thanked them. What's wrong with me, I thought. I need to get a grip on my emotions or I won't make it to Jerusalem. Our generous hosts, named Serafino and Loretta, drove us the short distance to their home. This is an apartment that we normally rent in the summer, Serafino explained upon our arrival leading us to a side door while Loretta entered the main house. In the darkness, we stood in an unfurnished living room that was anchored by a fireplace. I saw light switches but no light fixtures. A door led to a small kitchenette and another door led to a hallway that I imagined had more rooms. I am sorry there is no heat or hot water, Seraphino apologized. I will bring you some wood for the fireplace. I will also bring in a light. We can move the beds in here so you can keep warm and you can wash up in our home. Serafino and Alberto left to bring in some firewood. I had been holding in my tears since meeting them and now I finally had a few moments alone. Overwhelmed on all levels, I dropped to my knees and began to weep. Dear God, thank you. Thank you for leading us to these beautiful people. Thank you for opening their hearts and allowing their kindness to shine upon two strangers on this cold Christmas Eve. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I heard the man coming back up the stairs and quickly stood and wiped my tears. Serafino handed me some candles to light and then busied himself with starting a fire. Alberto hooked up a small lamp and helped Serafino bring in two cots from another room. By the time the preparations were finished, we had a comfortable, warm, and inviting space. Dinner is ready, Serafino said. Please join us. I silently followed the men, hoping I could hold it together for the evening. We brought a bottle of wine and some panettone that had been given to us, and soon we were sitting at a cozy kitchen table, filled with delicious foods and aromas, part of a family, hearing words that we would grow to love during our time in Italy. Manja, mangia meaning eat, eat. I did manage to control my emotions that evening, but the love and the caring that we received that magical night has remained with me to this day. I will forever remember Loretta and Serafino, our Christmas angels.